0: create money opportunities with a conscious mindset producing impact and success together with marketing lover lisa sparks lane from the ellen sparks agency the man from mars business and life coach brian wood and health and athletic performance expert jen grafis from q life share their experiences on how success is so much more than creating cash flow True success comes when you nurture your business, body, and brain in order to get the most out of your business and in life. Now, let's join the Triple M team on our journey to success. Ready, set, listen. Good morning. Hey, Wendy, (laughs) my new co-host. i have fired Jen, and Brian. Wow, and I replaced the
1: both of them. Yes. Powerhouse. Woman
0: woman power. Yeah. There we go. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. (laughs) Both of them are running a little late. I'm not sure Brian's actually going to make it today because he's in Mars. But um, Jen is, uh, I guess she's flying in today from some trips with the kids. Oh, wow. Hopefully she she wasn't on the East Coast and got stuck in all that snow. There's a possibility
1: of that. Uh, you figure it's what? It's 90 degrees here today, mm. and then everybody in the East Coast is stuck. <laughs> I know.
0: <laughs> Sorry, this is you guys, crazy that we live here. God, I love it here. It's so. Although I have to, uh, I experienced from dry eye. Is that something you've ever heard of?
1: <gasps> What's that?
0: So my eyes are just really dry to the it's like painful for me to oh, see outside yeah
1: really yeah, I have to wear
0: my glasses my sunglasses and eye drops and if I start tearing out of one eye you know that's what's that's about
1: oh that's not good I know I you know what I'm born and raised here second generation I've never had that
0: thank god I think it's because I'm from it. here that Maybe. is just
1: can I'm used to it
0: yeah someone told me I don't drink enough water and mm. uh, probably my diet's not the best I know. <laughs> Just like, tea. What? Tea's good, right? I know. Green tea. Yes, yeah, like we'll vodka. do that instead. Yeah, isn't that what uh, yeah. Jeff, yeah, Jeffrey yeah. <laughs> taught us? Exactly. Our tea friend. Yeah.
1: <laughs> was it vodka infused tea is what I was calling it? I like that. Mm-hmm. I drink it. Yeah, from time to time. I actually do. Yay! How's your week going? It's been great. Yeah. 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 I went boxing yesterday. So I'm a little bit sore today. Mm -hmm. But yeah, it's it's been wonderful. And
0: it's gorgeous out. And I really can't complain. We actually have a fun topic today. It's peace of mind. Oh, I like that. Uh, Do you think boxing provides a little bit of that for you? Oh, yes.
1: It is the one thing that is my is like my savior of getting all that out is with boxing. So, yeah, mm-hmm. it does give me peace of mind and makes it so I can actually sleep because I get all the frustrations and all the stuff. Like, if I had a bad day, I just I let it all out. And then I'm like, <sighs> yeah. and then I sleep so well. So, yeah, peace of mind is extremely,
0: extremely important. They should have a gym called peace of mind.
1: That'd be I nice. I like that.
0: Just come in, leave all the frustrations here. Leave I can nice dig that. Nice and clean. I can dig yeah. that. I used to do martial arts and boxing. And really? I don't know which one I like better, but they both actually were pro- like, they just provide this like ease. Yeah. Just like, just calmness. When you leave, you're just like floating on air.
1: I tried yoga, but I got frustrated.
0: Have you <laughs> done hot yoga? How about the hot yoga? The
1: Bikram? <gasps> yeah. And I was so frustrated. I can't do it. Really? I can't do it. But what it's no, there's so much going through my mind. Mm-hmm. I, and then I'm too busy. I'm like, okay, everybody else is touching their toes and I can touch my thighs. <laughs> <laughs> A you little know? judgment that happens in your I don't mind. Know, and I'm looking around like, seriously, I so don't belong here. Then no. you do all these weird, yeah, I can't, I, yeah, no. So with
0: boxing, you don't have time for that because no. you have to be alert. Because so you, don't you get have hit. to make
1: sure you don't get hit. Yeah. <laughs> so so you have to You're be in the moment, in the, in the present, in the mm. moment, in the now. And that's the only way I found personally that I can do it and have that peace of mind is just being in the moment.
0: Hmm. So it's funny how we're talking about fitness and having that as our peace of mind thing because today's guest is Kelsa Dickey, and she has Fiscal Fitness. Ooh. Do you get that? Fiscal? Fiscal. Yeah. I like that. So she's a source of positive inspiration and simple ways to enhance your life. Stop stressing about money. So I started working with her a couple of months ago, and um, that is no joke. Yeah? Like she has such a wealth of information. She's face-to-face, or you can do um, online with her as well. And she provides, I mean, her techniques are by far one of the best I've ever seen. Um, she's keep me on my budget, which is, like, unheard of. Like, I wow. am, like, break the rules. The dreaded word. I want everybody. There she is. There breaking she is. Breaking the law. Breaking the law. <laughs> <laughs> breaking the law. <laughs> so we had actually, because it was funny, we were talking, and she's like, Um, So we're going to create some some guidelines and some. I don't think you call them rules. Principles. 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 Rules are meant
2: to be broken for some people. So these are your guiding principles. I actually had to change it to my laws because I don't break the laws. Sometimes, but some people do though. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's more fun. You can call them whatever you
0: want. (laughs) So what got you into this, Kelsey? Because this is definitely not your common bookkeeper system.
2: Yeah, you know, I uh, it started off as a hobby. I uh, in middle school, my mom filed bankruptcy, mm. and I just sort of learned at a young age that money affects our life, and whether that's in a good way or a bad way, it, it is sort of the game we're all forced to play. Did so you it,
0: understand that at that time?
2: At the time, no, it, it definitely not. So I didn't know what bankruptcy meant. I just remember seeing my mom's face. I remember going to friends' house and seeing. You know, their parents didn't seem to be stressed about money, but yet some of them did. You know, I, I definitely knew that there was a difference in households with money. I knew that money was a cause of stress for my mom. And it wasn't for lack of trying. That's the thing. I mean, she worked really hard, she had a good job. I remember seeing her sit at the dining room table with just envelopes. And, you know, this is before the days of online bill pay and automatic withdrawal and that sort of thing. So I remember her s- seeing her sit there for hours with her checkbook and trying to get organized and trying to make good decisions and just didn't have the skill set to figure out how to do it. Um, so I, when I was a senior in high school, a college recruiter came to my school and said, what do you want to do when you're older? You know, They were coming to try and figure out where to put people. And uh, I said, I want to help people with their money. Aww. That was my answer. And uh, they, he said, you should become a financial advisor. And I said, OK. So I went to school. I got my degree in finance. I practiced as a financial advisor for three years. And I hated every minute of it. Yeah. Um, I realized that the people who I loved helping were the people who would come to the office and be in debt. Or they would say, we don't know where the money's going. It it wasn't the investments or the insurance or the long-term care. It wasn't any of those things that I actually enjoyed. It was sort of the day-to-day part that I really enjoyed. Um, But this was back in 2003. Nobody was really doing budgeting at that time for a living. It really wasn't a thing. I joke that I had a quarter-life crisis at that time. I was young. I That's cute. <laughs> <laughs> I was really, and I had gone into financial planning thinking this was my dream job. Oh my god, I was going to love every minute of it. And so when I didn't, I definitely had a this moment where I said, "A job is just a job." I don't have to love it. Mm. I went into corporate accounting at that time. I got my master's in accounting. I uh, started working up the corporate ladder. Was very good at what I did. and, And to some extent, I enjoyed it. It just was not my passion. But what happened was I started doing that and just sort of on the side, I would start helping people, you know, they'd come over to my house and come over on a Saturday morning and we'd sit at my dining room table and I would just help them in whatever way I possibly could. Um, And that's when I say I for a very long time budgeting to me was my hobby, which sounds really weird. You know, some people have very fun, energetic hobbies. Budgeting was my hobby. And uh, after a while, it just got to the point where every day after work and all day on Saturday, I was sitting at my dining room table helping people. And I thought, Huh, I guess this was what I was meant to do. And this mm-hmm. was when I became a financial advisor. This is what I should have been doing at the time. It just took me maybe about five or six years to figure it all out. So, you have a really interesting mission. It's, and it
0: actually, like, really, I got it because I know you. And it's a vision of a world where the word budget holds promise, possibilities, and individuals feel empowered which is not usually the case when it comes to money and they spend and save money intentionally. That was like huge. Thank you.
2: I, God, you say that in my, like I, my chest, I can feel that in my chest. That is truly what I want. You know, when you say the word budget and I tell people I budget, they generally will run in the opposite direction. I know.
0: <laughs> well, cause there's or, a lot of shame around it. I'm sure that, you know, when your mom was looking at these bills, there's like, you know, there's something wrong with me that I couldn't accomplish this or, you know, what can I do to make this different? And you get, so caught up in that, and there's not a lot of people you can turn to and go, you know, I messed this up. How do I fix this? Because this is like money. This is how you're living. Mm -hmm.
2: And there's something that's so shameful about saying that you live on a budget, right? Like, oh, God, did you hear? So-and-so lives on a budget. They must be in a lot of trouble. Someone said that they were
0: sorry. I was like, what? No, it's not in my budget. And they're like, oh, I'm sorry. I'm like, no, no, that's a good thing. But next month, I'm going to rock that. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I always like to say I'm high
2: class on a budget.
0: Ooh, cute
1: I like you that. know
2: yeah and I mean it really is just this idea that it money is something that we don't talk about it's mm-hmm. something that we feel a lot of shame or embarrassment or guilt around and yet we don't share that um, th- we don't want to say that we live on a budget I think it's actually a four-letter word you know it's not something we're proud of and I really do truly want to have this I would love to see a world where we're all just out saying, hey, how's your budget going? Or hey, what's going on with you and your... I I would love for it to be something where we truly lift each other up around it as opposed to, oh, it's not your budget. Do it anyway. It's okay. Like if anything, it's the the exact opposite, right? Mm -hmm. And I don't want it to be that way anymore. Well, you're like bring Like you're
0: just breaking all the mold here. Like it's just (laughs) like, nope. You have chat rooms. People talk about it. They're talking about... Like and I've been in these rooms where it's like you get pretty intimate. Like there is not a subject around money that's safe around you. You're like just ah! digging it and like, nope, nope, let's talk about it. How come you didn't do that? Like and it's What's stopping it's almost you, like fearless. Yeah. And it's funny because the last time we
2: met, I'm like, what made you this way? And you're like, I've always been this way. Gosh, yeah, I don't know. I I think I've always had sort of an air of confidence in the sense that I sort of own what I think or what I believe. I don't have never really worried too much about what other people think. Um and I've always embraced that a little bit and I think I want to try and encourage that because I do feel like so many people spend money according to what everybody else is doing or compare their life to what everybody else has and so I maybe I just feel like this level of comparison or envy affects your money more than almost any other part of your life and so I feel like we just have to bring awareness around it like we have to talk about it it's sort of like the elephant in the room if we don't address it it's happening so I'm sort of doing a disservice to people if I don't Even if I don't just share it about myself, you know, like I I have to say I'm not perfect. I have weaknesses and I have things, struggles around money just like everybody else. And um, mine might be different than somebody else's, but it's not that's not the point. It's that we all have things that we sort of need to work on. And it's all about growing through those together.
0: It's funny because a lot of the people that come to you are probably set in some way with their money. And when you talk to them, it's almost like that, that can be the case, but there's also this option. And you allow them to make the choice, which when I came to you, I was like, well, I'm set with this, you know, like this is, nope, nope. And then slowly but surely, like you allowed me to see it for myself and make my own choice. And you work around like my ideas and you make it really fit into my life and my lifestyle which I don't think a lot of financial advisors even get or even understand how that's possible.
2: Yeah, you know, I do think a lot of people probably are afraid to come to me. They think, oh, she's going to tell me I have to cut cable or get rid of the football package. Or stop getting my nails done or stop my morning coffee or something. And um You know, I don't want somebody coming to my office and telling me what I can and can't do with my money. I work very hard for my money and I don't want somebody and I'm not going to do that for somebody else. I think my clients all are very hard work and driven people. They work very hard to earn the money that they have. My job is to simply help them set priorities, create a value system around their money so that they feel so much better about the things they're doing with it. Not to take something out, Um, you know, to something you said is that I do often find my talent find myself saying to somebody I'm going to challenge something you just said because what I find is people say things so nonchalantly or so just matter of fact and they don't even realize that that's sort of their programming around money that's not true you know and so I'm gonna believe it and I think they say it without even realizing Mm. it and so I'll often say I'm gonna point something out to you that you just said and they say oh my god I didn't even realize I just said that you but know? they live with that. Can you give an example? Well, I'll give you an example of how it applies to any number of things. Okay. So, you know, this morning I had an accident with my cell phone. And uh, tell them, tell
0: okay. them. Was, <laughs> I think it was pretty funny because you actually uh, did a video on it.
2: Yes, I. Um, I was running around this morning trying to get stuff done before I left the office. You know, you try to. I think fill too much In one hour in the morning At least I do Mm -hmm. So I was getting ready To do a load of laundry I had my cell phone Because I was carrying A load of laundry From upstairs Downstairs Put my cell phone In the laundry Took the laundry basket Dumped it into The washing machine And started it Ran the load And then realized I can't find my cell phone You ran the load So it wasn't like Oops I got it in there Oh no 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 It got washed (laughs) So I don't have My cell phone now And one of the things I said Was It figures that's what I get for trying to get too much done this morning. Ooh. Does it, do you see that? Where mm-hmm. I said it so, and I said, no, that's not right. This is not something, I didn't cause this. It was purely an accident. Mm-hmm. We all have accidents. And it's not a punishment to me for trying to get stuff done in the morning. And for some, I just said it. I think my mom used to say that. Mm-hmm. I think I hear other people say that all the time. Mm-hmm. And so I said, oh, figures. This is what I get for trying to get too much done and rushing in the morning. No, it was just an accident. Does that and make sense? And now you get a new phone.
0: <laughs> now I get a new phone. <laughs> okay, so did you have
2: that budgeted
0: out? Because okay, do, so this yes. is fun. So you plan ahead, which mm-hmm. is the system that you have provided for me, which was like blew my mind. I'm like, wait, so I can fix my car because I have amount set aside for that. So there's no stress in the matter. So that's that peace of
2: mind where it's like you threw your phone in the washing machine. I've got that covered. I mean, there's no doubt that anytime something like that happens, I'm without my cell phone, which of course, I live off my cell phone. There. I mean, even getting here today, I was kind of like, I don't know where I'm going. I actually (laughs) have to go to like this MapQuest thing and print it off. Like, it was just such a weird concept. You know, I just can't put it in my GPS. And uh, getting your car fixed, there's no doubt that that's an inconvenience to our life, no matter what. We don't need the added inconvenience of how am I going to pay for this? Right, And that's where a lot of people are at. It's just one more added stress or hassle in your life. So what we do is we plan ahead. We set money aside for all sorts of things. That way, when they come up, we're ready for them. And I don't have a cell phone fund necessarily, but I have a technology fund. And that's for things like if, um, like you know, some of the things if our Roku machine you know we use that so if that dies or if our blender which we you know do bulletproof coffee every morning so nice. if our blender would all of a sudden go bye-bye we would be in a lot of trouble we'd have to go out and buy a new blender so it's little things that definitely are um wants but also necessities right they're just everyday conveniences that we have a cell phone and so I have a little account I'll just take it out of there and move on I'll have to go to Verizon at some point today I guess and Get get a new cell phone. That's
0: cool. And a cover,
2: because you guys always have
0: the cover too. The fancy. Exactly. So did you say bulletproof coffee because I have researched mm-hmm. a little bit about that. Have you heard of this, Wendy? I have no clue about
1: yeah. bullf- oh, oh, I don't even know it's how very to very cool. coffee. So, <laughs> oh, you don't drink coffee at I all. I I don't God. drink so I have no clue how to make it. So, yeah.
2: so <laughs> I uh, I'm very blessed with a husband who loves to cook and who's obsessed with our health as a, as in the way that I'm obsessed with our money. So, nice. I feel that like
3: a good partnership a perfect combination. I, I do feel like we balance
2: each other out. So, I probably will not do this a very good dis- you know, I'll do this a disservice and Unfortunately, um, you take coffee and then you take butter. Mm-hmm. But it's not any kind of butter. Like we it's a use special grass butter. fed. Yes. yes mm-hmm. um, butter. You can also use like an MCT oil, mm-hmm. coconut oil, mm-hmm. um, and you essentially blend it. And it's a very high source of fat, but very healthy fat. So you it becomes your breakfast, essentially. Mm-hmm. So excuse me, I'm a huge coffee drinker and uh, it tastes sort of like butterscotch. With Ooh. coffee, yeah, yeah, it's people think you're gonna mix all that together and it, you don't taste necessarily the butter by itself because it's all getting blended together, um, and as long as it's warm. So sometimes if it gets cold and you're using coconut oil, it can not be very good. But mm. as long as you keep it warm, it's it's very tasty. So there's certain like coffee spots that actually provide that for you now. Really? Yeah. <gasps> Ooh,
0: that yeah. It's, it's become good. A, I think it started from a book. It was like the research done. I forget the individual's
2: name, but. Yeah, See, this is where my husband could tell I, you, oh, we're gonna have have the Michael author, he excited. could tell you all of the biology behind mm-hmm. this probably, wow. like everything. I don't know any of that. I just say my husband tells me to drink it. It tastes good. So I do. Yeah. <laughs> it's the morning hot toddy. <laughs> <It is. laughs> I love it. I don't it. think there's
0: alcohol in it.
2: But yeah, I guess you can Yeah, Oh, that's awesome. Yeah.
0: All so right. there
2: are a lot of, you know, things that people, I think, very generational programming say or think without even realizing it. And there's so many of them. And, um, you know, oh, this was bound to happen. Or, oh, I figured this was going to happen. I was just about to get ahead. Right? So it's kind of like this self-fulfilling prophecy of I'm never going to get ahead. And so then the next time you're just about to get ahead, if you truly start to live that way, then you will self-sabotage because of that. Mm-hmm. Because you can't actually get ahead because then you can't say that anymore. Mm-hmm. Right? So that's one of many ways um, that people sort of have this philosophy around mine that they don't even realize.
0: There's this constant ability to stay alert to what's happening around you. Like I I love reading and positive is just kind of something I just love learning about and I remember dropping my phone once. You know, and breathing like, "Oh, did it crack?" And of course it did. Oh. And I picked it up and I'm like, "You know what? It's all right. I'll get it fixed." And it's I didn't add anything to it. And that mm-hmm. I think was probably my biggest Aha uh-huh, right there It's like you know what I could have been like Oh man And just like totally Blew my whole day But I'm like you know what Gotta make a stop At the Apple store
2: Yep
0: I love mm-hmm. going there And I, lo- I hate going there at the same Yeah time. And it's you know the other love Thing that I say yes.
2: Will happen yes. is You know oftentimes Your car will break down The very next day You'll crack your cell phone mm-hmm. And then the next day You know you have to Book a plane ticket To go see a family member In another state Who you know maybe Is having an emergency Of some sort And another thing That people say all the time Is you know, God, life is just so hard, or it, you know, it's almost like they're connecting all of those three things to one, you know, all together. And those things are not connected. No, it's just the timing of things sometimes, but it doesn't mean that life's happening to you, or, you know, it's almost like a, a feeling like a victim, or I'm getting kicked while I'm down, or, you know, that kind of thing. When really, those are all instances that we could actually plan for that. We can plan for a car repair. We can, Plan for a technology fund We can have a travel fund So that if you have family In another state It's very likely that You will go see them Should something happen So let's plan for that Let's get you ready For everything We can't plan what will happen to you or we can't control what will happen to you but we can control the way you feel it financially and I think that's one of the things that I try to encourage people is just because there's a financial impact doesn't mean there it has to feel so negative in your life like focus on what's actually happening to you and try to get through it don't attach the financial impact to it Does that make sense?
0: Absolutely. You know, it's funny. Like, it makes me think that, you know, when things happen that weren't planned or weren't expected, there should be some sort of saying, like, I got this, you know, versus this, oh, you know, like, go down that negative road. And I know you have a little one. So, have you taught her anything on the realm of money? Like, does she have any sayings that have been coming out of well, everything you are? She's
2: fourteen months old, so she mm-hmm. says "wah wah" for water, and oh. uh, I mean, so her vocabulary and her level of understanding is not quite there yet so to understand things like compound yet. interest or anything, <laughs> unfortunately. So, uh, I do plan to though. So, you know, we my Michael and I have a podcast called "The Saver and the Spender," and great it's, podcast
0: too. It's very oh, funny. Thank you.
2: And we always. End end with what we call Carmen's corner. Carmen is our daughter. And one of the things that people say to me all the time is, you know, my parents never taught me how to do this. And my first reaction is, and are you teaching your kids how to do it? Mm -hmm. And a lot of parents will say, well, I tell them that they shouldn't use credit cards or, you know, it's very sort of general um, things. And so we always end with what we call Carmen's corner. And it's a tip or a way of having a conversation. One way that you can Yeah explain something at what age is that applicable you know where will you find yourself in everyday life to have that conversation and how to have the conversation and 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 that sort of thing because I think it's really important that we do talk to our kids about money but it's very overwhelming to know when do you start at what age is a certain lesson applicable and and that sort of thing so that's the purpose of Carmen's Corner is to really break it down in very tangible ways of like if you have a 10 year old here's what you can teach them if you have a five year old here's you know what they can learn at that age and how to teach it and that sort of thing
0: it's funny growing up my dad had a cash business so at a very early age I got to play with the money Mm -hmm. and um, I loved it it was like one of my favorite things and then they got me a little cash register and it was just fascinating to me because I wanted to be like my mom and there was this like counting the money, and you know, I, I didn't even talk yet, but it was just like this fun thing around money. Do you see that with her at all, or is that something that you think you know that we ha- most we're kids still, are just curious about?
2: Yeah, I mean, she gets excitement from you know a tube of toothpaste, holding on to <laughs> it, you know. <laughs> like so so I'm excited, yeah. So, but kids in general, yes, I mean, they love the idea of money, and I, th- I think it's so sad the, the idea of a debit card or a credit card because you're taking away the excitement from them and so I do think one of the best things you can do is give your kids cash in the form of an allowance of some sort let them learn how to touch it how to feel it don't necessarily, it's okay for them to have a checking account at a certain age, but don't necessarily give them a debit card for that and let them have to go mm-hmm. through into the bank, get cash out, have the physical part of that transaction because mm-hmm. we get it because so many of us were brought up before debit card and credit card. But if you think about it, these kids, they can't attach something tangible to something that is virtual. Mm, that makes sense. Um, actually,
0: we're going to take a little break here, but I'd love to know if you have any apps that you recommend for things like that because I know there's a couple that have like allowance and you know they break it down and there's even some like tithing attached to it kind of teaching them all the methods that go into that and also want to cover a little bit of the workshop you have for younger kids and maybe even the adults so when we get back and i think jen q's back in the house (gasps) so we're gonna have to visit up with her and see how travels were (laughs) we'll be right back Want to make sure your message is heard? Ring in the new year with Frame the Message Inc. That's INK.com. Visuals are the wave of the future. They capture attention and help summarize large amounts of information quickly. Graphic recording has become one of the most popular tactics for mastering communication. Frame the Message Inc. can create a colorful frame for your audience to interact with. Get your point across in ways that people will remember. Add a little extra jingle to your message this year with Frame the Message Inc. That's INK.com.
1: Mom, where are my credits?
3: I have them. I'm coloring my credit again.
1: Let's color my credit.
3: Well, color my credit is a simple method I created to explain kind of a complicated financial document. We have a lot of those in our life. You'll, you'll grow and you'll see that you want to grow your money, but there's a whole lot of paper you don't understand. So what I do is try to color it and give it a method of understanding what you need to do to make it better. Are you ready for that? Yep. For
0: more information, call Alyssa Glutz. Go to colormycredit.com. Are you known for skipping meals while on the go? Are you too busy to eat healthy? Does the thought of meal prep and food shopping leave you desiring an app? Visit www.witnessingnature.net. Download the app and leave the healthy cooking to us. We provide organic food through personal chef services, meal plans, and cooking classes. Prepared at your home or delivered so you can spend time with your valued family and friends. Call Witnessing Nature and Food at 480 480- 480 813 9065. It's what's in the food that matters. Eat organic. Sorry, I love that song. I'm singing to it. Dun, 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 dun. Um, so, yeah, Q's back in the house. So, you just came back
3: from New Orleans. Yes, good morning, good morning. It was a busy, very busy weekend. So, yeah. yes, we were in. Have we picked a school yet? No, this was actually for a cheer competition. Oh, so we were there nice. Friday through yesterday. And um, they won. Oh, So it was super exciting. So they won another national title. So that was pretty cool. Oh. So wow. super fun. So it's getting us ready for Florida for Worlds coming up the wow. end of April. So oh, nice. it was a good weekend. And we none of us had ever been there. So just to see the culture. You need a chaperone? I'm yeah. In. I'm in.
0: Absolutely. Uh-huh. Yeah. it was I really, need a trip to Florida. Yeah. The
3: nice. ESPN zone so it's the oh. world of Disney so oh my I don't yeah so it'll be fun
0: That will be a blast
3: so yeah so it was a good weekend but just busy busy so, so a
0: little peace of mind we're actually uh, that's the topic of today
3: peace of mind love it yeah mm-hmm. do you have some I, at
2: this moment, <laughs> I gotta be honest. She's like, I need a nap. <laughs> that of And me you know what, what was so
3: funny is that I don't know if you guys know this, but yesterday was National Nap Day, and I did Aww. not get one because we were in out. airports and planes were delayed, and so oh. with all the storms going on, yeah. they canceled. So we were we literally ran and jumped on the plane.
0: Yeah, probably the not the minute. easiest place I've taken out. Yeah. At the airport Although yeah. I've seen people Like laid out yeah. And just like How do you do that I, I was really jealous I'd be so, so stressed. stressed I know
1: I couldn't do like, that Like don't touch my back I, <laughs> I don't know I just wonder how people Like are faced down In the chairs And like seriously uh, People sit in that
2: I know yeah. so you, yeah. don't, you put their, don't, their feet on it And spill it, food And, and, and drink And put your face
1: and, yeah.
0: Right where somebody Has their butt That is
1: so mm-hmm. not cool
0: Alright That's <laughs> taking me away From peace of mind right
3: now Sorry
0: Alright So um So we're talking about Apps and Classes that you have Coming up Kelsa Um and again, this is Kelsa Dickey from Fiscal Fitness. Mm-hmm. Nothing to do with fitness that you oh, know of, Q. It does. Healthy. But it is. Yeah. It's healthy, The fitness of sure. your finances. Cool. Yeah. So um, that's how actually we met was at a workshop. And um, oh, first yes. time. Oh, mm-hmm. yes. That's right. Yeah. I forgot about that. And you gave so much value. Like I was oh, just, you. I, you know, it's funny as I left with so much information and then things I implemented right away and then i awesome. want it more and i'm like okay I, well that's
2: exact i want it to be where you know some idea. people look at money and they're like okay i just need to be shown some steps and then they sort of go sprinting in that direction uh other people are there's a lot of emotions that go into money for some people more than others and so i've cried a couple of times yeah (laughs) (laughs) hopefully some happy tears too yeah um and so but the workshops really are here's everything you need to implement it here's everything you need here's the worksheets to get organized here's you know the tutorials here's the how-to, uh, you just need to leave and go do it Which is easy for some people, hard for others um, And then there are some, you know, people who come back and say Okay, I, I really want to do this, but I need someone to help, help me with it Or it's really hard to face it sometimes by yourself Or to, to see it in, a, in an objective way
0: Well, and it is go do it I mean, it's like having a wonderful workout routine And not actually taking part in it I mean, Q, you know what I'm talking about. But Absolutely. a lot of people just want it done for themselves. Like, it's just like, go do it. But then where do you get your involvement? How do you make it
2: yours? Right. Yeah, and I, I do describe it. I, I say that I'm kind of a personal trainer, but for your money. Is right. that why you called it? What you called it? Fiscal fitness, yes. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly. cool. Exactly. Yeah. Where well, I, I describe it as like a personal trainer will you know, push you to work a little harder or to add more weights or to, you know, finish something faster than what you did more efficiently. And I do the same thing, but with money, I'll challenge you to either save more, find a bill that you can lower, you know, push yourself in a way that you hadn't pushed yourself before. And for people who can do it on their own, maybe they push themselves anyway through a workout. You know, those people might not feel like they need a personal trainer, but then there's a whole gamut of people who need somebody to really challenge them past what they can do themselves
3: and just like with personal training it's not like for like she said the clients are run the gamut where a lot of people are like well but we do the same thing or I'm like well I'm here every day and you know you could do this on your own but we also know that you've already that you've already admitted to yourself that this is something you do not enjoy to do, therefore, I'm your accountability partner to help you. And that, and, and when people can really understand that, you know, I know I need to do this, but I won't do it on my own, so it's worthwhile for me to have somebody help me, because then I will reach the goals that I need to, that's where that understanding comes in. It sounds like you're the same way, right? It's the
2: exact same thing, and I, I think some people are afraid of the word accountability partner. Um, the word account I, is in there,
0: that's why. Well, <laughs> I, I really
2: think I one of the things that I try to do is reinforce the why behind what they're doing and simply remind them in the heat of a moment when they're being tempted by something of what their priorities are what their values are and bring them back and refocused and say okay I know that looks really shiny and pretty over there but remember when we talked about this you know look it's almost like helping them to reframe their bigger picture in their long term perspective around why why is it that they shouldn't do that not just no the answer is not just no but like why is it no and help them feel really comfortable and confident around saying no to something. Well, and
0: I love how you say it's not about like not having it but it's about having it at the right time. Like you've, you know, the last time we met, we had some structures according to, you know, spending a certain amount of money and taking a couple of days before, you know, having that impulse and then going, Kelsa, I broke the rule. Ro- you know, I broke the law again, you know, it's it and you don't want that shame around it. It's almost like, okay, give it 24 hours or give it a week and then decide if you still want it, which is like so simple when you think about it.
2: Yeah. And it's it, that way. It's also not. No, it's just not yet. Yeah. And maybe if my you know, principles that I need to wait 24 hours. I wait 24 hours. I'm still thinking about it. I still want it. I go buy it and I feel great about it. Or I've completely forgotten about it. And so I've moved on with my life. And I didn't just spend the money and then have buyer's remorse. Yeah, don't get married to it right away. So
0: take a minute. Yeah. Keep your shirt on. We say that a lot here. (laughs) Um, (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Lord. I'm in the right space. All right. So when is the next? And, you know, when is the next workshop is one? And when, um, like some of the people listening right now, is there anything that you can advise them to do right away? You know, maybe they're not ready to go to a workshop yet, but is there something simple that they can actually take part in?
2: Yes. Okay. so I have two workshops coming up this Saturday, actually, the 18th. And there's two of them because the first one from 1030 to noon and these are in my office um, out of Mesa. I uh, is specifically for individuals and couples. The second one from two to four is specifically for entrepreneurs or small business owners. So obviously there's a whole extra layer of complication when you own a business. You've got business account, personal, maybe they're getting commingled. We don't really have any structure around that sometimes. And So So wait, commingling is bad in business? (laughs) (laughs) Yes, but a lot of people do it because they don't know, again, how to separate it. They don't even know where to begin. And so that workshop really helps you to create the separation, uh, get organized in both. How do you... What's the flow of that between the two? How do you get money from one to the other if you're not supposed to commingling? When, when is it okay and when is it not? And then also it, there's a whole section specifically around taxes and helping you just to learn the basics. I don't need you to know the ins and outs of the IRS code. You don't need to know any of that. But I think that when it comes to small business owners, the one thing that they all fear is taxes they feel this is the thing that keeps business owners up at night it's the things that they will be laying there in bed and they just think okay i'm doing okay but man i haven't even thought about taxes and it kind of gives them a stomach ache and so the whole purpose of the workshop is to give you a really easy simple way of always knowing where you stand you don't need to know everything but it's a very simple calculation that helps you to kind of gain some perspective in the middle of the year so you always know simply by looking at it I'm okay or I need to step up my savings a little bit or something. That way you're not dreading it and then dreading that one meeting with your CPA every year. Um, when is that? That is 2 o'clock on Saturday, this coming two Saturday. Saturday. 2 to 4, yep. So it's usually a 90-minute... Uh, class, and then it's open for Q and A, which usually takes about thirty minutes. So, um, a lot of the times, business owners will have very specific questions about, well, I have this expense; is that can I write that off out of the business? Can I not? And so, we go through some very specific, tangible advice for everybody in the room. So, it usually takes about thirty minutes for and I'm there until we're done. So and how do
3: how do people sign up for it? Is it do you have a event on Facebook or yep. is it something they can call and is there a cost to
2: it? Yes. So it's $49 okay. and it's for two people. So the idea is if okay. you have a business partner or if, even if you just have a, you know, you're a personal trainer so if you have a health coach that you work with and you both want to come, I'm all about finding somebody to help support you and if you've got somebody who's trying to do all the same things you are, it becomes so much better and more powerful. So I'm that's why I It's structured that way I also didn't want it To be cost prohibitive If there's a husband And a wife I want it to be Where it's one budget Um, So it's $49 You can go on my website You can go on Facebook You can call my office and you can pay when you show up it's totally it's totally fine we keep the groups fairly small so we usually keep it to 15 people or less with the purpose that I you know want people to be feel comfortable asking questions feel comfortable sharing and um, that sort of thing so and where's your office in Mesa it is right at Elma School in the 60 okay so very centrally located really easy to get to from Phoenix Scottsdale even the East Valley so um, really central location
0: And people can look this up on the website, too. It's FiscalFitnessPHX.com. There's a lot of information on there, too, especially your podcast, too, which was probably one of the things that people can listen to if they want to have a little bit more insight. And actually, it was some of it I remembered to be comical too. Like there was some myths <laughs> that I'm like, that's pretty funny. But it's so honest. Like I love Thank the you. fact that you both come from different avenues and
2: really support each other in where you stand. Yeah well one of the things people ask me all the time is how'd you get your husband in line to, to <laughs> oh, budget awful. this I way to I mean in. I know. It sounds so mean. I, have a whip. <gasps> no, right? I mean um and to be honest, I think it t- it takes practice, it takes lots of conversations, but the idea is well what are those conversations? And so the podcast is literally called The Saver and the Spender we have have two very different personalities around money, the way he wants to spend and the things he wants to buy and the, how you know vicious he is about the idea of saving versus me. I'm the saver. And so it's a really a podcast about combining those two, how to make it work for both people, um, how to support one another when you don't see eye to eye with money. And it's probably the number one cause of why couples come to me is that they are they want to make change, they want to have different conversations, but they don't even know where to begin with that. And so that's where I come in is to sort of bridge the gap between the two. Well, I've
0: also seen that there's situations where you both learn from each other. It's not so much of keeping anyone online, but actually learning and kind of expanding your view on things. They may have, you know, your, your, your opposing side, so to speak,
2: could have something that could be of value that you never even thought was possible. Exactly. And I think when people say, well, how do you get your husband in line? I'm always kind of like, man, if anything, he got me in line on yeah. some things too. Flexibility so is part exactly. of Exactly. And There are so many I'm definitely the saver And I We, we talk a lot In the first couple of episodes About how that is a weakness in some ways, you know, mm-hmm. so I think a lot of spenders say, God, I wish I could save more. I wish I was more like you as the saver and savers. We tend to look at it and say, God, I wish I could just let go sometimes. Like, I really wish I could just spend freely or not worry so much about saving as much as I do. And, you know, I have this it's good enough syndrome when mm-hmm. with my money where I really it's hard for me to spend money if something's good enough, where he allows me to, feel more comfortable with buying something and so there's pros and cons to both personalities and we talk about how to make it work and Mm -hmm. and that sort of thing and it's it's most of the time couples have both you know a saver and a spender it's really rare that there's two savers or two spenders two savers those are the people who man probably wealthy and doing really good but they probably don't have a lot of fun right like they don't let go ever they don't have that Mm -hmm. um flexibility added Mm in um And then two spenders are usually in some financial heartache. Um, you know, they're sp- spending on debt because you don't have the one person that sort of say. But they're having but they're haven't, their life is great, right? <laughs> <laughs> not really. So, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's funny. It's funny,
0: I grew up in a household where I had, my mom was the saver and my dad was not so much the spender, like he always had some limitations on that, but there was definitely a lot more freedom and a lot more fun on dad's side. But seeing them come together and there was always an agreement, we never knew what it was, but there was always something that really kind of meshed well together. And I don't know if they just kind of solved it, They'll you know They've been married For 60 years next year But oh that gosh. that definitely makes For a good dynamic And they learn to deal With each other
2: Yeah and I think One of the solutions People come up with Is well we'll just Separate all of our money We'll just keep it all separate
0: <sighs> Yeah that was actually Like an idea that blew my mind I'm like you can do that oh. Like my parents always Had a joint account And when someone said that to me And it was Think of my second marriage And I'm like Whoa, this is a conversation I like And he was opposed to
2: it But then we eventually did it But there was a source of empowerment through it mm-hmm. It is separating and keeping your finances separate Is the more convenient solution And it's not the better solution mm. You know, so it seems easier at first Because it prevents a lot of tough conversations And those, ch- those conversations are challenging They're hard um, They're not easy at all But they are worth it And so it makes it so you don't have
0: to have them. Possibly the start of the divorce when people have that conversation.
2: It is the it's been reported as the money is the number one Mm -hmm. cause of divorce. Mm -hmm. So I definitely think that it it leads to it. There are instances where couples come to me and they say. You know we're thinking about divorce Because we're so stressed about money And we get their money Their financial situation cleaned up And it really was the cause of stress Or the cause that was leading them to divorce And once we solve it They feel happier They stay married And then once in a while You know we get the financial situation cleaned up And they say You know what We were using that as a scapegoat It really wasn't the money We thought it was the money But there's mm-hmm. actually other things going on um, You know my thing is it, it, wouldn't you want to put in All of the effort possible To figure out what it is And if you can't solve it You can't solve it But you wouldn't You want to try Yeah So
0: Yeah Um. Do you have any Single parent workshops And can they bring kids Or is that something That possibly can come up In the future
2: Yeah so in my office um, Are you referring to The like the kids can come to the workshop. Is it for the kids? Well, I'm thinking like if you're not in a
0: partnership, so to speak, oh, so yeah. if you're not in a marriage, but you do have older kids that could probably benefit from, you know, seeing that stress and understanding what that all is about.
2: Yes. So we do um, a young adult workshop specifically for young adults. Parents are welcome to come w- to that if they want. Um, if you've got small children, we have a little small play area in the front of the office where, um, you know if you wanted to bring your child or you can't get a babysitter or something like that we do have a place where they can go we try to I mean this is life right so I've got a 14 month old I'm not going to tell people they can't bring their kids sometimes my child's sure. you know is at the, the office account. with the us new account. so right yeah I'm gonna put her to work <laughs> here um so uh, we try to be as accommodating as possible mm. so yeah we have um classes for this Saturday is really about you know getting organized creating structure how to do it what steps to put in place and i am going to challenge people some uh, one of the things i hear a lot is well i've tried to budget before if that is you you need to come to this workshop because this is a whole new take on it it's um, I budget in a c- totally unique way i think the old way is very flawed and doesn't work mm-hmm. for most people so if anything if you've tried it you really need to come to this workshop um, those are the ones on saturday but we also have ones where we specifically talk to young adults we specifically have one about the fafsa application and preparing for college what was <laughs> <laughs> yeah i did that yes uh we have on how to talk to your kids about money at all different ages so specifically mm-hmm. classes for that Um, small business workshops, all sorts of things. I like that. Um, Yeah. Investing, investing 101. So, you know, we started the conversation with how I used to be a financial advisor. And I know um, there's just so many things that people don't understand when it comes to investments. And so it's a class where I teach them. Here's the questions to ask your financial advisor. I don't do it anymore. I'm not going to sell you a stock or a bond or a mutual fund. I have no desire to do that. Um, But I still want you to feel very empowered going into that conversation with your financial advisor. So here's what I want you to know. I think that's key. It's so funny. I was actually last night on the way
3: home on the airplane. I sat next to a gentleman. He happened to be a retired NFL player, and he's now a player agent and pay- player representative. And, um, Interestingly enough, he talked a lot about how a majority of the time they spend trying to educate the athletes on how to manage their money because 80% of them 100% fail or they get this great contract and they don't even know how to return a rental car. They don't know how to write a check. They don't know how to, to manage this yet. They're going to be paid millions of dollars for a very short period of time and how to, to go about that, and it was very fascinating. And then I shared with them right out of, high, right out of college my first job that I got with the Medical College of Ohio, I thought I was being smart and I went to a financial advisor and I'm like, right now I just know if I save, I'm gonna be good and if I start when I'm 20, like this will be a great thing and unfortunately i got taken for a loop oh, by the right. financial advisor and i didn't realize it till i got to arizona that that financial advisor was making like 29% of everything that i was giving mm-hmm. and so uh, and then it put a really Tells bad me. negative you know kind of where i was like gosh i was trying to do this at a young age because they said if i start early it'll be a good thing and then somebody you know one of my clients here that happened to be in the financial industry, it was like, let me see what you're doing, and I'm like, well, I don't know. I just make payments every month, and this is what it is, and this is my statement. And they're like, oh, sweetheart, you're you've just lost a crap ton of money. I'm like, uh, and they're uh, not all
0: like that. Like, I definitely no, want to give some props because I have worked with some amazing financial advisors. Hundred percent. But I think that your system, but Kelsey, being educated is so, and knowledge to know yeah, that is very, it's like very. Everyone helpful. needs to know this. This is like an advantage in in the world. I mean, it should be a classic college Absolutely. where I think it's a disadvantage if you don't know how to manage your money on a regular basis. And I think it's not enough to even say it's a budget because it's just your your idea of budget is not what this is at all. It's it's almost an empowerment around money, like that's. And, and I don't know what the word is. And you know, you know, I love marketing, so it's yeah. like this clever idea that has to come out of here. But it's it's definitely one of the best things that you can invest some time and money in. And it's forty nine dollars for a couple. Right. it will change your life. Absolutely, Thank you. that's very Thank you. cool. Thank
3: you. Mm-hmm.
1: And
0: then, do you use specific
3: programs, or do you go over that in your workshop as far as? QuickBooks or, you know, as far as the, the
2: actual budgeting part goes? You know, I do everything in, in Excel. So okay. very simple. I teach, there's two very simple formulas in the way that I get everything set up. I teach people in the workshop how to do it. So <laughs> even if you're sort of afraid of Excel, you don't need to be, I promise. It's pretty right. simple and straightforward. It's not anything, I'm not teaching you macros or pivot tables or anything like that. You don't need to know any of that. Um, it's really straightforward. And, uh, you know, a lot of the software out there, I think is flawed in the sense that it all tracks what you've already done with your money. So they sell themselves as budgeting tools... Uh, Budgeting is looking ahead with your money and planning ahead with it And there's no software out there, I think, that allows you to do that They all simply, where you categorize what you've already done It downloads your transactions from your bank or your credit card statement You then categorize it and it tells you Oh, hey, it's the end of the month and you win $100 over on eating out And I actually think what's happening is that it's leading people to feel even worse Or more guilty about the decisions that they can't undo Right. Like you can't unspend the money. So it's too reactionary. Right. Um, and with Excel, the way we do it is we simply plan everything well out in advance. You're always seeing your money in the future. And what that does is it allows you to feel really uh, motivated to stick to what we, the plan we have today. Where if you can't see that, then what happens is you feel all of the sacrifice today and none of the long term gain. Where what we do is I can show you all the long term gain, and it makes it so that today it feels easy for you. You know, it's kind of like if we could tell people. Give them a date of when they're going to lose 10 pounds, right, or 50 pounds, or whatever the number right. is. If you just do this today, in six months, this is exactly where you're going to be. And uh, you know, the thing with money is, I can actually show them that with money. That's we great. can't do that with weight loss. But if we could, imagine how motivated people would be today. Right. Right. It's the whole trust the process. Uh, I
3: mean, you know, yes. right? Because that's exactly same thing. If you eat this menu plan every day, and okay, you fell off today, but you make up for it tomorrow, you could still be on track exactly
0: yes that's so true it's keeping your word too i think a lot of it is that commitment to what you're doing Uh, a lot of people i think start something and then they don't want to commit and i and i know we started the year with like consistency was my word of the year but there's definitely something that compounds from that constantly going to the gym or constantly revisiting your budget
2: i have to tell you i just had this conversation yesterday with a client and what I think it came down to What we ended up talking about Was integrity Ooh, I love And that, that it They had to buy Purchase a car And he said You know Before when I would have bought a car, I would have called all these people and said, should I do this, knowing that they would have told me, yes, you should. Like I would have like needed that input from other people. And we came up with his guiding principles a long time ago. He knew exactly what his framework around making decisions around this type of transaction would be. He followed them and he felt so good about that because he knew he was coming from a place of integrity with himself. It was only he didn't care what anyone else thought. That's what happens is you end up not caring what other people are going to think about that decision. You end up feeling so good about that you honored what you wanted to do with it. I think it's great to have
0: your board you know, your board advisors, I guess, you know, your your board of directors. But it's definitely something that you make that last decision and not making anyone else's responsibility. Right. Like you're gonna have to live with it. I could tell you all sorts of stuff to suggest yeah, But making your decision and st- staying with it And having that integrity throughout is I think it's really huge.
2: good to have somebody Who is going to support you and hold you To what you want to do As long as they know truthfully what that is mm-hmm. I think unfortunately And that's why I want two people to come to the workshop I want you to somebody else to see exactly What you're trying to do with your money What kind of structure you're trying to create for yourself And I want that person to be on board with you I don't want it to be somebody who has no clue who is only they're not going to give you the right answer they're going to tell you what you want to hear which yeah. is yes that bmw would look great on you it you does. should definitely <laughs> buy that you know so <laughs> where um i mean and this is that the client did end up buying a bmw by the way I so it was um, <laughs> he's married. I like them already i like them already um yeah so i mean it was a, it was a big deal and he just I like how you went so there, good. though that was funny yeah, yeah. <laughs> so. um you know it's
0: funny when you think about money And integrity do you think it's always something that's hand-in-hand
2: do I think it's always something that's hand-in-hand what do you mean like do you think people really have integrity when it comes to money absolutely yeah, I think I you can. love that you say that. I think you absolutely can. I think, unfortunately, some people assume that money will somehow make you greedy or selfish or a bad person. And that is not true at all. If anything... Well, there's examples like that in the universe. There totally is. Mm-hmm. I Here's what I tell clients, because this is one of those things we were talking about earlier, the philosophy. And people don't realize sometimes that they are holding themselves back because of a belief around somebody that they knew at some point that had money and who maybe was greedy or selfish with it and that's stopping them from being that way Um, money will simply magnify who you already are okay so if you are a good person a giving person a loving person if you help those around you if you take care of yourself and your children and all of that you will simply be in a position to do more of that and you will do more of it okay if you are a selfish person if you're greedy if you don't care about others and if you don't try to give a helping hand ever whether that's in You know, some of us don't have money to give, but we give in time and energy and other ways. And if you don't do that now, you will not do it just because you have money. Okay, so it's one of those things where it simply magnifies who you already are. We had
0: Kurt Warner on the show, and it just made me think of him because there was such a genuine appreciation for humanity on such a big level. And he's got seven kids, one with special needs, and just the amount of effort that he puts into this universe to supply more of a, a healthy source for people, and it was just endearing. And I mean, it wasn't even about the money at that point. Like he had, and and Jen, you you invited him over, and you know him on a on a friendlier level. Yeah, but it was
3: it's it just it, the whole, and it's funny because actually I. I try to even instill that this weekend of being present in the moment with wherever we're at, you know? So when you're with your kids, you're solely with your kids and you're not thinking about work. You're not worrying about the radio station that you probably should have been, but you're just (laughs) in the moment just being present with whatever it is that you're doing. So when you're present, you can just be totally all in with everything that you're doing, with your work, with everything giving back to the community. When he gives back to the community, he does it wholeheartedly as well. And it, it is a pretty cool thing for
2: sure. I think that this is actually brings me back to the why I do this and I think about my mom and when she was stressed about money I could tell that she wasn't present sometimes you know we'd go out to eat or we'd be at a softball tournament or we would try to be together and I could just tell that she was worried about how am I going to make my car payment later in the month or how is it how am I going to pay for this and I I really think the whole purpose of getting control of your money for budgeting is not so you can have more of it. That is one side effect that will hopefully happen, but that is not even the main reason. The main reason is so that you can be present in the parts of life that truly do matter, which is... Taking care of your health, taking care of your kids, having really great dream type conversations with your spouse about where do you want to be 10, 15 years from now? And, you know, that's what life is all about. It's not even about the money, but unfortunately, money causes Those a lot things. of stress sometimes. And it can also <clears throat> cause a lot of other dreams to come true. Right.
3: And I think being a single parent, that's something that. Myself, uh, we, we, we probably all deal with in that we sometimes probably do show a little bit of that stress to our children and that's one of the my biggest, like, I'm very aware of that. But at the same time... I- at times I feel like it is a learning lesson where they have to understand the reality of this is the reality you can't have this right now and I'm sorry right. but this is just the strict reality of it but in in if we want to do this this is what we need to do you want to go away to college so that you can make a better life for yourself then absolutely this is how we're going to support each other in doing so That's awesome. so I, I agree but it's hard sometimes to not show that stress come through to your
2: kids and I don't think you should never show it either. Right. I mean, I do think, like you said, it's it's reality. We have good days and bad days, just right. like everything else, you know. And life is that way. And your kids need to see that. You don't want it to be that they're. It's always right. stressful and bad though, which it doesn't sound like that's the case at all. So right. that's good. Wow. So
0: we're gonna wrap up here, but I definitely want to leave people with feel empowered. Call Kelsa right away.
2: Um, Go to the spend workshops
0: Spend and save money intentionally I love that <laughs> um, Anything else you want to leave us with? We've got 30 seconds But maybe a little tidbit
2: um, I just wanted to say that I hope You know, people know that if you feel like you're winging it Or it's good enough Is a really bad syndrome when it comes to money So just try to have faith that it can be better than it is You know, you can feel really good about your money It's okay to just say You know, maybe you're not in debt Maybe, but it's just Okay it can be better than okay, So try Mm -hmm. to trust that. We can find you on Facebook? Facebook, yeah, Fiscal Fitness Phoenix. Uh, The website is FiscalFitnessAZ.com or FiscalFitnessPHX.com. They both get to the same place. And uh, Facebook, Twitter, uh, the Stitcher and iTunes. The Saver and the Spender is the name of the podcast. And it's on Stitcher and iTunes. So you can check it out there or on the website and see my husband and I harass each other.
0: Perfect. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> harass in
2: a good way. It's harass, a playful yes, harassment. A playful harass. harassment, yeah. Yes. Thank you. Well, thank you. I'm um, very
0: grateful for you to be here. And um, Thank you for having me. I'll see you soon, I'm okay. sure. Yeah. All right. <laughs> thank you. Have a Bye. great one.